I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hi, hey, chickens. Uh, we are in the under gallery for with Elizabeth I has made the doctor curator of. Uh, we're in the day of the doctor, starring Matt Smith and David Tennant and John Hurt, all as the doctor. Billy Piper is playing Rose Tyler slash the Bad Wolf, um, and uh, Jenna Coleman is playing Clara, and. We've got Gemma Redgrave, we've got Ingrid Oliver, it's all going on. It's unit crazy. Um, anyway, we're in the undergallery, uh, we see a blowfish in a big cabinet thing, like a glass box, uh, and then the next cabinet along has a fez in it, uh, which the doctor gets so walks past and then is like, what, that's a fez? So he unlocks it and t- like takes the fez out. So excited. And Clara's like, someday you could just walk past a fez. And he's like, well, it's never going to happen. Um, and then they go into a room that's full of broken glass on the floor and there are more 3D paintings, um, all of them landscapes, no figures in them. Uh, and the glass the doctor points out has been broken from the inside of the paintings. Um, and then Kate shows them a photo. She's like, there used to be figures in the paintings. Um, And before that, they can go any further with that storyline. There's a portal in the sky. Um, Well, not in the sky. Again, just in the roof of the... (laughs) Of this gallery that they're in. This double-locked gallery. Um, So, uh, the Doctor's like, oh, I almost remember this. So, he takes off his fez and thinks, oh, of course, this is where I come in. And he throws the fez through the portal and then jumps into the portal himself yelling, Geronimo! Um, And Eleven turns up in front of Ten and the Elizabeths and he's like, oh my God, you're so skinny to the Tenth Doctor. (laughs) Because you can barely see you when you're side on. It's like a special effect. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I didn't really notice that when I was inside there. Um, then he snatches the fez off the uh, Tenth Doctor. Um, and they draw their sonics and buzz them at each other. And then Ten jokes about Eleven compensating. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, regeneration's a loss lottery. Um, I'm going to gloss over that moment because that's probably a bit too much to explain. So uh, Eleven puts the fez on and bows to the two Elizabeths. And he says <laughs> to Ten, you know, what you get up to in your regeneration is your business. And Ten's like, one of them's a Zygon. Eleven's <laughs> like, ugh. He goes, well, I'm, I'm not judging you. <laughs> Uh, which is when the portal opens again and they both put on their brainy specs to have a look at it and they're like, oh, very excited. Um, <laughs> the doctors tell the Elizabeths to run um, and then both of them kiss Ten and run off one at a time uh, and Clara calls through the portal and asks if he can come back through and so the 11th Doctor throws the fez uh, and Clara's like, yeah, nothing's turned up which is when we see the war doctor dusting off the fez that he's just picked up that fell through the portal where he was hanging around with the moment, which is the bad wolf who's opened these portals. Like this is quite a powerful operating system. Um, but I'm guessing if the, the moment has actually manifested bad wolf, like as, you know, including all of the powers that, Rose inherited when she looked into the heart of the TARDIS and became Bad Wolf. Um, maybe manifesting that also manifests the powers that they have. I don't know. Or does the moment also have that? I mean, if the moment can destroy whole galaxies, maybe the moment also can do all this stuff. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, that's, that's, you know, half a theory. <laughs> Is it a theory? Is it not a theory? It's half a theory. It's theory-esque. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you think, like, do you think this is actually, um, like, the powers of the moment, the clockworky box that can eat whole galaxies, or are these the powers of Bad Wolf because the moment has manifested Bad Wolf as the interface for the... It's, it could be both. It could be either. Anyway, um, that's how the portals got there and how all the doctors are hanging out. Uh, so, <laughs> I know it's, it's a lot. Um, so, the war doctor can hear Kate and Clara saying he's talking to himself. Uh, so, Kate makes a call and she stalks off through the stone dust and she's talking to someone. She's like, I want you to pull one of my father's files, codenamed Chroma. Oh, my God. That's what the Brigadier <laughs> kept thinking with the planet they were into when they went to it. The Omega universe. Um, and she's like, it's in the 70s or 80s, depending on the dating protocol. Oh, my God. <laughs> the unit dating protocol. It's all confusing because they have, they kind of say different years. Like in this, in series seven, I think it is when the, so they they like, they haven't quite gone over to decimal currency, but there is decimal currency in that series, which kind of implies that it's a bit further in the future than the year when it's been filmed and shown. Um, then later on, I think it's Pyramids of Mars, uh, which we've done here in the podcast. Um, <laughs> does that mean I have to look at my spreadsheet? 
Um, but yeah, the pyramids of Mars, uh, Sarah says, you know, I've been to 1980. That's where we're from. Um, and the, the doctor's like, you know, well, that could disappear because if Sutek lives like, and then he goes to the 1980 where everything's wiped apart, which is where part of my, you know, um, theory comes from that sometimes when the doctor does stuff. It changes things, and so things that we think are canon might not be canon because at some point one of the doctors has popped in and th- changed things. Um, oh, Pyramids of Mars, by the way, was uh, theories at 96 to 100. Um, if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, you know, and then, like if, if you're a new listener and you're like, oh my God, this is what, 660 episodes? I don't know if I can deal with it. Um, you don't have to, like, I'll start reminding you of when you can go back if you want to. Uh, anyway, so by the time we came around to Mordron Undead, uh, which was a Peter Davison fifth doctor story, the brigadier was retired. Uh, and working at a boys' school as a teacher. And it was during the Jubilee of 1977, but he was also working there in 1983, and there was, like, two timelines going on. Um, And you're like, how could the brigadier have retired and gone and worked at a school in 1977 if Sarah knew the brigadier in 1980? Like, so it's all very confusing uh, about when things were set. The main problem with... Mordred Undead was that it wasn't meant to be the Brigadier because, like, as if he was going to go off and become a teacher. It was meant to be Ian um, from the very first story because he was a teacher. Uh, And then they, like, William Russell wasn't available. uh, So they were like, oh, well, we will um, use the Brigadier. Uh (laughs) Instead. Which is kind of, in one respect, a little bit lucky because it means... Uh, William Russell now has a Guinness World Record uh, for the longest period between appearances on television playing the same character because he last appeared in 1965 when he left the TARDIS and then turned up in The Power of the Doctor, you know, last year and, you know, broke uh, a record set by the guy who plays Dennis Tanner in um, Coronation Street, who left, I think, when he was still a kid, like, and came back as a much older man and then married Rita, um, who's been in Coronation Street since the dawn of time. Anyway, now William Russell holds that record because he was longer. Um, I know, it's amazing. Uh, So, yeah, if he'd been in Mordred Undead, the record would not be his. So, in some respects... It's good that it was the Brigadier. Also, we love the Brigadier. He's fun. I mean, I'm sad he's no longer with us, but we've got Gemma Redgrave and she's getting her own show uh, as a spin-off um, on the Disney Plus, uh, which is exciting, uh, which I wasn't believing because it was in the mirror, but the BBC have since confirmed that it's a thing, uh, that Gemma Redgrave playing Kate Stewart will have her own show um, on Disney Plus. So that is very exciting. Uh, how weird. I have now managed doing a recap of Day of the Doctor, uh, a 10-year-old episode. <laughs> into uh, modern Doctor Who. This is how this podcast works. How do you feel about the new series, the uh, forthcoming unit series with Gemma Redgrave? I'd love to hear your thoughts and also how you feel about the Day of the Doctor. And don't forget to let me know your first times watching Doctor Who. I want heaps of things from you. I'm demanding things now. I'm very, you know, 
Look out. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll continue the day of the doctor probably for two more weeks. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.